with a hammer and nails and some plywood they got from Home Depot. Yeah, do we salvage any of it? <laughs> they go up there and salvage a bunch of parts. Or they're just going to rip it off. Either that or space pirates are out there taking pieces off it. Is it kind of like when you have something in your yard you don't need anymore? You just put it at the curb free. See who takes sign. it. Hey, aliens, free space station. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Coming up on 712 here on Wisconsin's Morning News, some new graduates all over yes. Southeast Wisconsin. Congratulations to our graduates. There's some big ceremonies and commencement speeches over the weekend. UW-Milwaukee had one. Marquette. Had one at Fiserv, and their commencement speaker was a fairly well-known person. It was Marley Matlin, the actress whose son was graduating from Marquette on Saturday. So she's deaf, and she gave her speech. She did the entire thing in sign language, and her interpreter spoke. The morning after I won the Oscar, that I won out of pity, and that I didn't deserve the Oscar because I was a deaf person in a deaf role, I was able to rewrite the formula for success and access for someone who was deaf, looking beyond the critics who doubted me and eventually proved them wrong. And how did I do it? Simply by speaking my truth. So that was Marley Matlin speaking through an interpreter there. Also, so Cardinal Stritch had its final commencement at the Wisconsin Center on Sunday morning, so this is the last one, if you haven't been paying attention, Cardinal Stretch shutting down. They have some summer school classes that are, that are going to last through August, but otherwise they're done. And I spoke with the university president last week, Dr. Dan Schulz, because I asked him, like, how are you going to do that? And he says it's a delicate dance. It's it has line. to be addressed, right? It's the yeah, elephant in the room. You can't ignore it, but at the same time, you don't want to make it all about the school and not about the students who earn that diploma. So he addressed that yesterday. As the final graduating class from Cardinal Stritch University, you are the institution's lasting legacy. You shouldn't feel overwhelmed by that. I know you will do all of us proud because your stretch education and experience has prepared you not just to answer this challenge, but to triumph. And by the way, if you are a recent, or I'm, I'm 2023, I should say, if you are a graduate from this year, 2023, Krispy Kreme is going to do it again. They're going to give away free donuts to all graduates on Wednesday. So you have to come in with like either a cap and gown or a class ring or a shirt that says class of 23 on it you have to make some effort to show that you're a yeah. graduate or graduate have be. your diploma on you maybe sure. <laughs> walk know. around with that thing what else have you ever used it for so if you have an old robe maybe you pull that out and See. pretend you graduated and get a free donut and my guess is whoever's working behind the counter at Krispy Kreme on Wednesday at 10 a.m. doesn't really care whether you graduated <laughs> so or like, not today no, it's or gonna yesterday. come up like we're suggesting you should Try to steal donuts on Wednesday. <laughs> I suppose not, but I'm just saying, like, if you want to go through that effort, you probably will get your donut, and that's fine. You feel good about yourself. You'll be like, okay, old man, sure. Right, when you or me when there. Let's put it to the test. I wonder if I could pass. You could, yeah. No just, way. Absolutely. In a cap and gown? If I came in a cap and gown, if I was wearing it, then yeah. maybe I could get that donut. Well, and then easy pass on that is, well, I just got my doctorate. Oh, Sure. Yes, Dr. Billstead. <laughs> 714, Brandon Snide. Dr. Snide has sports coming up next.
time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After losing three straight games, William Contreras and crew helped turn the tide for the crew in Tampa Bay on Sunday afternoon. 2-0 pitch. Drive out to center. Back goes Margot at the track. Bye-bye baseball. Contreras with a two-run shot. And the Brewers up by a pair. It's 5-3. Contreras with his fourth homer of the season would break the 3-3 tie in the fifth, and the Brewers would go on to win 6-4. Freddie Peralta got the start for the Brewers, giving up three runs and five hits over six innings. Devin Williams was big time for the Brewers in this one as well, coming in for the four-out save and for number seven save on the season. I, mean, I thought, um, you know, it was two games where we needed it, and um, he delivered big time in both of them, came into big jams and, and got us out of them and, and pitched a very good ninth. The Brewers are back in Milwaukee tonight as they get ready to host the Houston Astros. Corbin Burns is slated to get the start. First pitch is set for 640. Our coverage will begin right here on WTMJ at 6.05. Over to golf as Brooks Kepka hangs on and outlasts Scotty Scheffler and Victor Hovland to win his third PGA Championship and his fifth career major. Kepka conquers the PGA at Oak Hill. With the win, Kepka also became the first live golfer to win a major award. Over to hockey, playoff hockey, that is, for Milwaukee. For the first time since 2006, the Admirals are moving on to the Western Conference Finals after a deciding Game 5 win on Sunday by a final of 5-2 to two over Texas. To him from the bottom of the far circle, kicked away by Murray on the follow. Right point, Del Geiser with a minute to go. They score! Joachim Kemmel with a deflection in front of the net with 58.5 to go in the first period. Milwaukee leads 4 nothing. That call courtesy of AHL TV as the ads dominate from start to finish. They scored four goals in the first period, and they move on to play Coachella Valley Firebirds in a best-of-seven series which will begin on Thursday night. Coachella Valley Firebirds. I had to make sure that was the right name. Where even is that from? I think it's out in the West Coast. Palm Springs. Uh, is Palm Springs, yeah, West okay. Coast. Seven-gamer, huh? Debbie knows. There you go. <laughs> well, here we go. We're still playing hockey, Deb. 718 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Coming up next, how many times do you get to mishandle classified information before you're fired? That story is next. Seven twenty-two on Wisconsin's morning news. I just didn't want this story to get lost on the front end of the weekend. You know, folks start to check out of the news cycle sometimes. Maybe you're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Now you are checking in on Monday. Want to get caught up? Want to look at the week ahead? The uh, Air National Guardsman who's accused of posting classified documents on the internet uh, is not getting out of prison while awaiting trials. So that decision came down. About midday on Friday, decision made by a federal judge, ABC's Aaron Katursky, getting us up to speed. Appealing for his release, the defense urged the judge here to consider Texera's peaceful reading of the Bible before his arrest. Prosecutors said that's not the real Jack Texera, pointing to a video of him uttering racial and anti-Semitic slurs before firing off a rifle. Prosecutors said Texera has become skilled and experienced at hiding these unsavory elements of his character. Yeah, I see you working there. I'll see you. Your Bible reading, and I'll raise you racial slurs, rants, gun firing video. Yikes. Yeah, Judge uh, wasn't moved by the Bible reading either. Um, just because you read the Bible doesn't mean you're following it. So uh, 
that video actually is out there somewhere, but I have not been able to access it. I know I've seen it run. Somebody has exclusive rights to it, I think, which is why you're not seeing it. But it's, it's supposed to be pretty nasty. So what else, though? According to CNN lawyers in court Friday, sparred over bail for Texera, whom I guess we're calling Texera now. Yeah, I thought it was Texera. That's what we were saying. But everyone pronounces their name differently, so, so Texera it is. Although judges and lawyers mispronounce names all the time. That's, they're like, they're right. like football coaches. They never know anybody's names. What about Johnston there? It's not John. It's Johnson. <laughs> so regardless, I guess we'll call him Texera. Uh, Jack Texera did not make bail. CNN reporting he will continue to be held until trial, expected to be weeks away yet. Judge agreeing that he poses a potential threat to national security if he's released. The good news here is at least in exposing government and military secrets by posting classified documents online and bragging about it to his gaming buddies online. Texera, according to authorities, also did expose some pretty serious weaknesses in our protection, our checks and balances, if you will, of these classified documents. Here's Katursky again. Court records now show Texera had been warned three times about deep diving into intelligence information. But prosecutors say he shared such information in a social media group that included foreigners. That's the part that gets me. <laughs> three times. About deep diving. And was still there. So, like, there could have been a fourth. Well, I guess the fourth was what he did with all of this stuff. I mean, this would seem pretty basic, don't hey, you think? Hey, Tech Sarah, uh, we're going to tell you again. <laughs> what do you mean again? You can't go alien deep into the files there. <laughs> right. Come on. I'm going to tell you again. Why are you even looking at this? Tech Sarah, even... what did I tell you last week? I thought I told you last week not to dig into that stuff. I don't even need your answer. I don't even know why. You're not supposed to have that. You're not supposed to look at it. You're not supposed to do any of this stuff. Uh, and it, this is not like some longtime tenured military professional. No. This is some clown, 21 years old, who you don't need. You could ditch him in a second without a blink. Dexter, I told you to put the phone down when you go into those places. <laughs> right. Go into that secret. I told you to stop taking notes off the clean. He literally was taking notes off of classified yeah. documents. The number of times you should be able to do that is one. And then <laughs> you're gone. So... Regardless, there's there's more on that because we're not the only people who thought, hmm, that shouldn't be. Heads are starting to roll now. Here's ABC's Alex Malin. Two of the supervisors from Texera's unit were actually placed on suspension and their clearances also were suspended. It's unclear whether that was related to those previous disciplinary incidents. The, the Pentagon is not commenting on the substance of those suspensions. You could see further suspensions down the line as the government continues its investigation, as the Pentagon also continues its parallel internal investigation. Can we just have one agency that runs and operates smoothly? Like, why does everything have to be like this? What did we have last week? Was it the Secret, Secret Service? Service that was it? and their issue. Some that, drunk gets yeah. into the home of the NSA, yeah. National Security Advisor, with Secret Service on site, and they're still trying to figure out who was... I mean, what's that, like in baseball, a fly ball? Was it you? You? Who had this? Right? Who had the front Bonk, door? Lou? Right there in the middle. Right, exactly. No, to, and to that point, Eric, this is going to get worse before it gets better because now they're talking about opening up investigations into processes through every branch of the military and every far reach of the Pentagon. So where we stand right now, 21-year-old is uh, being held without bail. Texera has not yet entered a plea. His trial could still be weeks away. Court records now show Texera had been warned three times about deep diving into intelligence information. Yeah, I found it for you. Eric was asking about the International Space Station because you have a couple of uh, 
was it a crew of four actually astronauts become the second to visit the space station via a SpaceX rocket. A private launch. Yes. Uh, Eric was asking about long-term, what are they doing with the space station? Because I thought they were bringing it down, right? Yes. So you are both right and wrong. You're wrong on the timeline, but right on what they're doing. Okay. Uh, BBC reports International Space Station will be decommissioned and deorbited. In other words, the thing's going to fry. <laughs> it's going to send it on vaporize down. vaporize as it <sighs> returns into the atmosphere? By 2031. So Russia says they'll be out by 24. They're building their own space station. We build our own space station. We don't need So then where's space our station. space station? It'll be on the moon? Is that we won't need the There is that, that they're station. talking about. NASA still wants to remain present in low Earth orbit permanently. So they have plans, according to this article, to do other things. I mean, a space station could be anything. It doesn't have to be as elaborate as the add-ons with the International Space Station. Just something that sits up there. I suppose. I don't know why you have to throw this thing out, though. I was gonna, that's leave, what I was wondering. Leave it hanging around it's if you want to lock it up. a lot of money to watch burn up. up. You want to see billions of dollars burn up in a matter of seconds? <laughs> Guys out there in their space suits, EVA, with a hammer and nails and some plywood they got from Home Depot. Yeah, do we salvage any of it? <laughs> they go up there and salvage a bunch of parts? Or they're just going to rip it off? Either that or... Space pirates are out there taking pieces off it. Is it kind of like when you have something in your yard you don't need anymore? You just put it at the curb free. See who takes it. Hey, aliens, free space station. (laughs) 7.44, Sophia Minute up next in Brewers 360. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After losing three straight games, the Milwaukee Brewers bounced back on Sunday afternoon to take care of the Tampa Bay Rays by a final of 6-4 to four to secure their 25th win of the season. The Brewers are back in Milwaukee tonight as they get ready to play host to the Houston Astros. Corbin Burns is slated to get the start. First pitch is set for 640. Our coverage will begin right here on WTMJ at 605. Brewers 360 is sponsored by Outdoor Living Unlimited. Beeks brings home the 0-1 pitch. This is a high fly ball, deep right field. Racing back is low at the track wall. Gone! Lane Grindle on the call of the Willie Adamas home run on Sunday. Much needed as we bring in Sophia Minert from the broadcast team. So, Sophia, after that HR... Willie does like some sort of pose, and there's a look back with one of the rays, and what's it's getting a lot of attention. But I, what did I miss here? Uh, yeah, so Randy Rosarena, he he played with him, and um, that's that's Randy's home run celebration. Um, okay. He's done it with the Rays now for a while, and he did it with Team Mexico in the World Baseball Classic. Um, that's just his home run pose, and so Willie had told him, you know, if I homer in this series. I'm going to I'm going to hit you with the pose and I'm going to make sure that you see me do it. So that's that's what that was about. Um Randy was in left field and kind of pointed out at him when he went through the the dugout and and made sure that he saw it. So just just having some fun with And all good, right? Thing. Randy's down with it. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no drama. They were just having fun. They they were talking a lot during the series. Um and yeah, they they have a, they have a great relationship, so it was just all in fun. So what's the deal with the situation where we saw uh, who was it who struck out? It, he struck out after three pit or three strikes. He got one strike thrown on him. Who was that, Greg? Was Jesse. That, was Jesse that, Winker. Winker, yeah. right? Yeah. So he gets a strike called on him because he wasn't in the box, but the pitcher wasn't on the mound. Another is that classic new rules debate? Is that normal? Can you get away with that? Can you not be on the mound and still ring up the? Uh, 
ring up the batter with a strike? Yeah, it's it's one of the gray areas of the new rules. Um, you know, as a hitter, you're supposed to be in there and engaged with the pitcher um, with eight seconds left on the pitch clock. But there was just some weird circumstances. Um, I think there was a walk or something before that. And so the pitcher had come off the mound. The pitching coach was on the top step, like about to come out and talk to him. The pitcher was kind of waiting for the pitching coach to come out and talk to him. So he wasn't even really on the mound. Um, and so, yeah, then Jesse was assessed the strike for not being in the box. Um, and basically the umpire's explanation was like, well, you know, the pitching coach hadn't been out there yet, so he got strike one. And so Jesse was obviously not happy about that, but it was probably one of the calmer ejections we've seen where you know, <laughs> Jesse just argued, just argued about it after, and the umpire was like, that's enough, so... Um, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. All right, sir. I meant no disrespect. Very well. Yes. Okay. You'll be done here today. He asked him to repeat. He goes, what did you say? (laughs) (laughs) I like that one. So important to get that win. Not a great road trip for the Brewers. Give us some reason for optimism here, Sophia, as we come into this homestand. I think there's always reason for optimism when Corbin Burns is on the mound. Um, And I do think yesterday was a good win for them. Um, especially the way that they had struggled offensively. You had a couple guys hit homers. You know, Willie had an opposite field homer. Uh, Rowdy Telez hit a two-run bomb to pretty much dead center. And then William Contreras, same thing. Owen Miller's got a great hitting streak going. So I think yesterday for some individual guys, they got some positive results that they've been looking for. And, uh, and yeah, Owen, Owen Miller's just been the hottest hitter in the lineup so far. So... Um, there's there's always reasons for optimism. Brewers open the homestand against the Astros tonight with a 640 first pitch. Thanks, Sophia. All right, thanks. Have a great day. Mark Tauscher joins us next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Ready, Idea man. Like I got a hundred questions here of understanding how a goldfish became part of your kid's baseball. So, Innovative. And it's working. It's working. You got to keep it going. They're over 500 with the fish. And Packers Hall of Famer. Well, just wait. Over 500 is considered working. It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by your Wisconsin Chevy dealers. Mark Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Sponsored by your southeastern Wisconsin Chevy dealers. Oh, OTAs, Organized Team Activities. Am I getting that acronym right, Tausch? You are. Yeah, there's uh, there's OTAs, there's IPWs, which is like uh, individualized personal workouts. But OTAs and minicamps, I think, are what everybody gets excited about from a fan standpoint because you can go up there. I don't know if they still have them open to the public, but it's kind of your first look at what this year's team is going to be. So I know Wilde and the media, everybody gets really excited because you get that first <laughs> chance to see Jordan Love as the on-the-field leader of the team. He's done his press conferences. He's done some of those things. But this is where the start of a tw- of the new era of Packers football gets going. And today is kind of the today is kind of the start of that whole thing as far as doing it 11-on-11 11 11 and, and getting your team getting an assessment kind of where you're starting from. What's the difference between OTAs and minicamp? Uh, really nothing. Uh, minicamp is mandatory. I don't know if that's where the M comes from, but um, I don't think so. I'm not the master of the English language on Monday morning. Mi- minicamp, 
used to, so the this whole thing has gotten interesting because when I first got to the league, we all we had was mini camp, and we'd come for six days. There'd be a mandatory mini camp, and then a non-mandatory but really mandatory mini camp. <laughs> but you're supposed sense. to be there, yeah. Um, yeah, you, we can't legally, and we can't fine you, so we can't force you. But if you don't come, we'll cut you type of deal for a lot of players. <laughs> Obviously not for the starters, but that's um, – so there is really no um, – there's really no difference. I think you're you're all doing the same things. You're practicing. I think it's just the fact that you can put that mandatory term on it. Um, but you're doing the same things whether you're at OTAs or minicamps. And now I think guys are only doing, you know, five or – four or five weeks of this where in the past it used to be – you'd be doing eight to 10 weeks of it. So you're getting less and less as the, the players are trying to kind of get more time away from the a complex. And the ironic part of that is I think most of the young players, and now this team is incredibly young, they actually want to get more and more reps. Uh, the younger guys do. And the older guys are, as we saw with Rogers and some of the other guys that don't have monster bonuses, they want as much of a break as they can. So it's, it's a new era for Packers football. And I think you're going to see a lot more excitement this year than you would have with the last couple with Aaron being the veteran quarterback that he was. Tosh, walk me through these OTAs. How does, how does this exactly work? I mean, obviously the team's reporting there, you get in, you get into a conference room and, and the and the floor's up there giving a speech. Is it a lot of classroom work? Is it, is it on the field work? Like what exactly are they doing at, at OTAs? Yeah, so it is, in essence, what you try to do is you simulate um, training camp practices. You want to get everything installed. So, yeah, you go in, you have your team meeting. Then you go as an offense and you sit and you'll go over kind of different, uh, every day you'll have different plays that you put in versus different defenses. Then you go into your individual rooms and you go over all of that stuff. And what you're trying to do in OTAs and in minicamp is get your rookies, your young players, so that when you get to training camp the end of July, there's not a ton of, of mental mistakes. You're basically a dress rehearsal for for the actual training camp without pads and everything else. So it's your daily schedule. They're going to try and get everything. You have lunch, you do your workouts, you get do all the meetings. Then you go do the on-the-field work, you watch the film, and they're trying to make it so that that transition – from being a drafted player to coming into Green Bay, doing a rookie minicamp, to now getting you your set so that you can have as good of an opportunity to show what you can do during training camp. That's what this first. That's what this you know May whatever today is, all the way through the middle part of June. That's what this OTA minicamp sets for. Give these guys the chance to be successful so they know what they're doing. When they report, whatever happens, Tausch, I know this much: your boy Wildy and guys like me and whatever are going to put far too much stock in what we oh, see happening God. this week, right? Somebody, let, let me tell you something: Samari Tori will make a big catch, and he's going to be Jerry Rice tomorrow morning. <laughs> you I bet he is. Guarantee it. Hey, we looking good. We look real good. Looking real good. Real good. <laughs> Thanks, Tausch. We'll talk again tomorrow. Yeah.